0: Mike, hey this is Kaz and you were listening to Two Book Watch Knobs. You have made it to episode 133. Like what is up? What is up? UI? Right?
1: It's been a roller coaster. <laughs> I'm we recorded late afternoon, then morning, then late afternoon. <laughs> then morning.
0: Day day forty five. funds have run low. No oxygen. Podcast <laughs> still going. <laughs> they're gonna they're gonna find my mangled desiccated corpse next to a diary and it's just it's just gonna say the words watch fast over and over again until the pen just sprawls <laughs> off the page <laughs> oh man. telling you man that's 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 our that's our fate you know it's so, so interesting you know episode 133 the dog agrees episode 133 every time i bring up <laughs> Like, every time someone asks me what I do, I tell them what I do for my day job. And then I'm like, I am like, I do this. And I also run, um, you know, I co-run this, like, watch podcast. And they're always so fascinated. Like, like, oh, wow. So, like, what do you guys talk? How do you guys talk about watches for so long? It's like, eh, we don't really talk about watches most of the time. I mean, there's not that much watch talk on these shows, I feel like.
1: Yeah, you get on the line and you chat and then people eavesdrop.
0: It's mainly that's what this is. This is us this is us facilitating all you guys' like disgusting voyeuristic tendencies of overhearing strangers conversations in bars. That's what this is, guys. Yeah.
1: Feels it's okay, good. Okay, though. I mean, we are we, we're, we're fine with it.
0: When are we going to make the switch from podcasting to ASMR? Cuz I feel like ASMR probably pays better.
1: It probably does. It's,
0: it's, I think it's more... Well, no. It's, I was going to say it's more degrading to creators, but if anything, it's more empowering because you aren't you in like a role of dominance if you're running an ASMR? Listen, are there any ASMR experts out there? Um, I think it's really important that Michael and I...
1: We need to be beautiful and Korean. We don't need to... I don't think
0: we need to be beautiful. I think we need to sound beautiful. Okay. <laughs> right? Unless there's a video component uh of our foray into asmr
1: (laughs) i don't know man me still like watches
0: (laughs) i think i do too i think i do i think i think i like
1: i think we're in a better spot now than we were maybe a few months back things got kind of dark for a while we were just like ugh.
0: i think the lowest it ever was from my opinion of watches was post hong kong
1: Oh, yeah. Yeah, that was rough, man. After (laughs) It's just, like, eye-opening.
0: Yeah, you know, okay, I I don't want to say names because it's really fucked up being to say names, but one of the brands we met there that hadn't launched yet that you and I just really had, like, a gross feeling about, Mm
2: -hmm. they have
0: now launched, and people are talking about them, and I'm seeing their marketing, and I'm seeing, like, all their photos, and I'm just like, wow. It's not the same as when I actually met you guys. Like, there's clearly... You know what I mean? There's clearly it's it's more striking now that I've seen both sides from pre-launch, the post-launch. Just it's just so, so striking the the amount of marketing that goes into making someone think a watch is what it is or isn't. You know what I mean?
1: Yeah. Oh yeah, for sure. I'll
0: tell you. I'll tell you what the brand is after after we're not recording. Um, <laughs> I'm curious. But um, but it was one of the ones that hadn't launched yet, and they were just like. Yeah, we're just like talking to us. and I'm just like, wow, I really am not feeling this right now. Like, I just, it just, I don't know.
1: We'll talk. Yeah, there were a lot of those. There were a, yeah,
0: we'll a, <laughs> a lot of those. But here, this is going to be a really fun episode, actually. Um, so this is episode 133. Mike and I really just wanted to have a, a clear conversation, sort of on two topics. And I think it's something that a lot of people who are just getting into watches focus on and maybe their opinion changes or maybe... Um, you know you start thinking about it now because you're looking at a piece you might want to sell or something but it's the idea of um, monetary value versus sentimental value and how that feeds into you know watches as an investment you know what's the pot what's the potential threshold for something sentimental to be viewed primarily as something monetary or is there no threshold is there a limit dollar wise or sentiment wise you know that can make you lean one way or the other. I, I think it's something that's that's pretty interesting because, at its core, a lot of times people get into this because of a collecting thing. Like I don't think anyone gets into this because of money, but as they start researching, I think then money injects itself. You know what I mean?
1: Yeah. Yeah. The, the money is totally a, a part of it, and then inevitably the the um. The investment discussion comes up. You know, what is, how can I diversify my asset classes with this? Yeah. Like baseball cards or watches. It
0: happened with comic books. It happens in all collecting niches, no matter how kind of altruistic, no matter how much you love, you know, Batman. At some point, the conversation of like, I need to collect in a way that will maximize my profit. And, like, you lose... You can lose kind of the love that brought you in. Or maybe there are some pieces that you hang on to which keep your sentiment... Uh, your sentimentality yeah. grounded in your whole collection. But here, we'll, we'll we'll definitely talk about that. I think it's going to be a lot of fun. because Something that I'm personally wrestling with right now um, in the throes of, of, of rage purging uh, <laughs> my collection. You know what I mean? But um, let's do... Well, I, I would first... I'd first like to give a shout out to the Turbo book mug. <laughs> yes. Dude, I'm fucking Vanna Whiting this thing right now. Like you can see me. You know what I mean? Like I'm holding it and I'm like, um, um, you, uh, uh, you know, who Vanna White is game show presenter, woman dress. No. Okay. People, if you know who Vanna White is, you know what I'm talking about. Um, I'm just, I'm like, I'm like displaying this thing. I'm like showing it off with my hands. Like you can fucking see me at home or on the bus or on the fucking tube Whoever the fuck you're listening, but uh, two book wash knobs bug. Um, we're expanding the merchandise that's on the actual kind of two book wash knobs merch store, which is supported by teespring, teespring.com. Um, I'll make mm-hmm. sure all the links are here and everything like that. Um, working on getting some fun ideas for shirts and everything like that. And, um, my, my, Michael, you tell me this is we talked about this, I think, last time. It's always a thin line between you know, creating merchandise for your stores, people can like feel like they're part of the group. There's that, and then there's also like, at what point does it start turning into like band merch? Because I can make stickers and pins, like TBWS pins. Is it getting into uh, is it getting into band merch now? It turns
1: into band merch when you do boy shorts for girls.
0: What are with what are boy, boy boy shorts boy like b b o b o y boy shorts? Like a boy
1: that you have a boy and a girl. <laughs> they start to love each other
0: (laughs) boy shorts why do boys wait so girls wear boy shorts girls wear boy shorts do boys wear girl shorts i guess in some states yeah yeah right
1: yeah boy you can do in in back in the band days it was very popular to to get your your band name on the butt end of boy shorts so you can brag that chicks were buying your merch and also Looking skimpy, I guess, with your band name.
0: I have on so them, many so. Well, there's, there's a couple of things. First of all, I'm pretty sure that's part of the reason that promotes pedophilia in a lot of these bands. The other part oh, of it is yeah, is... <laughs> that's a whole other side of Warp Tour. <laughs> the, the dark side of Warp Tour, brought to you by Monster. <laughs> but the um, I think the other part is what makes a boy short a boy short. Is it the way? Is it like how much room there is in like the crotch? Because obviously boys, I guess I'm saying boys makes me feel disgusting. Dude's pants are cut in a way to accommodate. You know, a front-loaded junk. You understand? <laughs> yes. So, is that what makes a boy's shorts? A boy fucking shit. Is that what makes a boy's short? Boy shorts?
1: I'm not really sure. They just look like short shorts. Listen,
0: we we need a fucking shortologist on this goddamn podcast. If someone yeah. can write in, where are know, where are our wives? Where are, <laughs> don't? I think my. I really don't want to ask my wife about about boy shorts because I think that might just kind of spiral into a different conversation. <laughs> Babe, I'm
1: looking for little boy shorts. What the fuck? Pa- Patreon episode <laughs>
0: <laughs> upcoming. We could do a 45 minute discussion on both of boy shorts. Okay, I'm super sorry, but I, to I'm... answer
1: your question, I, I think when you start doing like cheesy stuff like that. Okay,
0: that's
1: my turn. I, I I don't foresee us uh, printing our logo on on the butt end of uh, women's undergarments.
0: No. But maybe we can do we can do like you know how they have like the American flag lapel pins that like politicians feel compelled to wear, like maybe we can do a version of that yeah. for TBWS. Yeah,
1: that's that's good. I think yeah. that's,
0: pretty, that's pretty. And like if I'm ever in like a business meeting, I'll wear I'll wear a TBWS lapel pin.
1: My wife just came in and I have a Victoria's Secret page pulled up <laughs> on my. Are you
2: gonna buy me gifts?
0: Looking, she's like, "Are you gonna buy me gifts?" Are you buying gifts. That's You're, funny. That's that's the appropriate question. her it's for work.
1: <laughs> it's for work, honey. I swear. I wasn't looking at Adriana Lima. <laughs>
0: <laughs> it's like Skinner from The Simpsons. No, no, no. I, wasn't, I was looking for directions to how to get away from this place. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Oh, that's so good. What were we talking about? Yeah, so check out the Teespring store. There's some fun merchandise on there. Um, a lot of you guys have shared ideas um, for additional merchandise. Um, I'm seeing what we can do with Teespring because there are some limitations. I just like keeping it all on their website. It's so efficient.
1: Yeah, that's it, it, they they really made it very very easy. So hope was, everyone's yeah. yeah. Hope hope everyone that like ordered it is is really enjoying. Um, and you know we'll keep on taking suggestions for for products. I, I think I, I fucking love my Let's mug. Expand.
0: I've been drinking this mug makes everything taste delicious. I've been putting I want, everything in here.
1: I want a, a I want pet hoodies also pets so oh like little, hoodies for you little pets? sweaters for the cats and and the uh, dog we tbws i can
0: make a tbws baby onesie nice maybe you can put that on like a dog if you if you stuff the dog's limbs and spine into it maybe you can make it work <laughs> right
2: <Maybe. laughs>
0: like stuffing a suitcase you ever stuffed a suitcase beyond capacity like thanksgiving yeah yeah just jam your dog in there like that i think <laughs> Just jam your fucking mastiff into a baby onesie and call it a day. You know, (laughs) good times. Jesus, that's fucking horrible. I apologize to any mastiff or baby owners. Baby owners is probably the most disgusting way to say parent. Um, I'm never gonna say baby owner ever again. That seems really bad. It sounds bad, right? Oh, what do you do? I'm a baby owner. Holy fuck! What the fuck does that mean? (laughs) I know. I just own it. I, I keep them in the back. I own a bunch of babies. Here, let's let's change the topic. Um, do you want to do a wrist check? Sure, I can do a wrist I'll, check. My wife's not in the room. She's home, but she's not in the room. I don't know. Where yeah, she is. I guess I can start. Yeah, yeah, you start. I've been talking to me about oh, way too much about babies and boy shorts. What are you? What are you wearing? I'm wearing, wearing boy the, shorts. Uh, oh, I'll be still so upset I'm wearing boy shorts.
1: Not boy shorts, <laughs> but my high school gym shorts, which still fit.
0: I still wear my uh, high school gym shirt, which is huge on me because I was. That was, that was shit <laughs> in high school oh man it looks like i'm wearing also, my father's gym shirt you know what i mean
1: when i was, high school high school gym shorts and an omega Speedmaster. that's what i got
0: there you go that's actually that's i feel like that's the um that's the combination you and i always joke about when we talk about like miami and bell harbor it's like it's the board shorts and the rolex hulk and like a drippy hamburger like, you know what I yeah. mean? It's like,
1: <laughs> yeah, for sure.
0: It's like a level of luxury where it's just like, fuck, that guy doesn't have, like, business, like, owner money. That guy's got, like, I woke up at 11, all right? I rolled out of bed. I put on my my Green Hulk because uh, this is my fun watch because it's green. And now I'm eating a drippy fucking cheeseburger while everyone here tries to scrape by earning a living doing meaningless <laughs> work. That's, like, a different <laughs> level of, like, uh... Except I don't have the Rolex. This is this is the Speedmaster. I think I'd rather have the Speedmaster than the Rolex. You can send your hate mail courtesy of wherever the fuck our address is. But I think, I don't know why, I think I'm more drawn to a Speedmaster than a Rolex. Although, all bets are off if we're talking about that stupid two-tone Rolex, which I should not like. I think that's my, that's my, that's my, that's my, like, my hall pass watch.
1: You know what I mean? I thought of you yesterday because I saw two of those yesterday while I was wearing my Speedmaster. Fuck! Where one one was in the context that you just described. So we went out uh, to get some Thai food and there there there's this like table of dudes just like super loud. And they were like not bros, but like maybe like over 50 guys that just like got back together after being apart for years. Right. And they were just bonding over Thai food and very loud. And one of them was flat out in basketball shorts. Big guy, like eight feet tall, kind of round. Um, basketball shorts t-shirt and like flip-flops in in seattle in a restaurant and he he had he had the two-tone <laughs> he had the two-tone sub and then I, I met up with a like a local uh jeweler here yesterday and he was also selling one but he i i i i, I talk to him about that tuto and i'm like man I, I have a friend that like loves this one i hope like one day he gets pushed over the edge and just uh, gets, he's like he's like tell him to give me a call man <laughs> yeah right <laughs> but, unless that guy was a
0: trade for like rich crackers there's no fucking way i'm ever getting that watch in my life
1: it's kind of funny because at the time he was like he was cleaning up this 5512 rolex which is super like super collectible at this point it was missing the bezel and somebody had put it on a two-tone uh jubilee bracelet totally <laughs> totally not correct for a 5512 and i'm like man that thing is awesome too but I- i'd almost want to buy it just like that no. a dive watch with no bezel and a, for some reason like a date just two-tone jubilee on it but um <laughs> He, he's like, actually, what I want is what's on your wrist. You know, I, I've been, I've been trying to buy more Speedmasters for the store. Oh,
0: wow. Um, there you, go.
1: you know, cause I just think they're, they're so cool. And, and, you know, I, I, I still wear this watch, uh, sparingly. I, I, um, you know, I still like to wear it for special occasions or even, even as like a, a weekend watch. Um, I know it can totally serve as, uh, something that's much more casual and, and, Common day to day, but um, it's I, I like I like keeping this one in a, in a special place. So. It
0: has the same, in my opinion, it has the same kind of contextual versatility as a fucking SKX. An SKX can do anything, man.
1: Yeah, you can use yeah the, can, I mean, obviously, can. obviously,
0: I'm not gonna dive or, or clear barnacles off my yacht with the fucking Speedmaster on. You know what I mean? <laughs> but like, yeah, any other proper you know application, I feel like that watch is definitely like a the Gary Oldman of watches is what I'm trying yeah. to say. It's everywhere. You know it's, <laughs>
1: I, I still I still can't but I still can't explain what's happening emotionally when when I wear this when I choose to wear this watch and not wear this watch Um, at the time when I purchased it I was I was like yeah I'm gonna wear this all the time yeah and it just isn't like that and it's not because I don't like the watch it's just I, I think I think some watches you have to be in in the right mindset for sure you know? like Makes sometimes sense. sometimes I think like an AP Royal Oak offshore chronograph on a big rubber strap would just be perfect <laughs> for like margaritas <laughs> by, by the, by the bay. Right. And, um, that's not, that's not the reality that I live in. Um, but I can, I can certainly see that being a mindset required for a certain watch. And it's just, it's that way with the, uh, the Speedmaster.
0: Wow. And you still have it on the bracelet?
1: Still have it on the bracelet. You know, I, I put it on a NATO once. And I know that the speedmaster is is like strap monster you can put it on anything yeah um but I just I would I don't know I, 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 I instantly kind of hated it on an on an NATO, NATO nato hate meal now um, <laughs> <laughs> but you know it's it's so complete with this bracelet and <clears throat> this bracelet by the way is a little kind of hated. Also people don't really like this bracelet on on the Speedmaster specifically cuz it's it is a little chunky for the watch if you really take a close look at the proportions. Mm-hmm. Um, Omega makes an aftermarket reproduction of um like an older Speedmaster bracelet, but it's quite expensive. It's about 400 bucks. Wow. Um I was okay. tempted I was tempted but that's that's a lot for an accessory, man. Um that I haven't tried on yet so I don't know I'll keep it on the bracelet it's working um I've completely thrashed it by the way as even really? though I don't even <laughs> though I don't wear this watch every day like I feel like I got it serviced and overhauled and cleaned up not long ago and I've already put a ton of scuffs and
0: scratches and whatever that's good though man it's better than not wearing it right yeah uh, yeah
1: And the chronograph is more fun to play with than a a dive bezel,
0: I think. You know what's funny? I'm 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 always I think this is also why I prefer quartz chronographs. Just so, just so we're clear, this is the hate mail episode of all episodes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> For sure. <laughs> I don't like putting my Speedmaster on a NATO. Eh, I prefer Quartz ass Oh, these motherfuckers going to hear a piece of my fucking mind. <laughs> just angrily writing their notes from underground, just mailing it our way. You know what I mean? <laughs> I am a sick man. Fuck you guys. That's going to be. <laughs> Sorry, I mean, I've been wanting to reread that book lately, so it's just been on my mind. <laughs> The quartz. But I think the 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 reason I like and prefer quartz chronographs is I know I can play with it and probably not fuck it up. I'd be afraid of constantly playing with a mechanical chronograph because you have to actuating the button, it's kicking in all these gears, it's doing all this stuff. Every one of those instances, um, you know, is a measure of wear uh, that the watch has to go through. You know what I mean? And it's the same case for a quartz chronograph, yes, but there's definitely it's less violent than a mechanical chronograph. If that makes sense.
1: Watchfinder Watchfinder and Co that YouTube channel we've brought up a couple times he mm-hmm. they put together a really good video breaking down the way a split second chronograph works and then yeah. there's a there's a portion of the video where he mentions like okay let's first take a look at how a regular chronograph works and the mechanical process he described it really well it's almost parasitic in that it's a completely separate function drawing power away from the primary timing device. Yeah. Um and, and you you do put some stress on uh, depending on the design of the chronograph to to actuate that. So, I can I can see where you're coming from, but yeah. we we've the way tech is today for for watches and movements and the advances we've made in <clears throat> movement design and lubrication, especially something like an 1861 w- which addressed that that kind of stress, um I still think you'll be fine, but but I get it, especially if it's an old chronograph. Um, hmm. I, I'd feel weird playing with it.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's pretty wild, though. But yeah, you know, what, you know what's funny? Because yeah, I the, the Speedmaster's going back to Speedmaster and straps. Like I see the thing on Natos all the time, and I think it looks, yeah. I think it looks cool. The only thing that I've always been weird about, and I'm curious to hear your thoughts, is the way, the nature of the of the Speedmaster case back. It kind of not sticks out but it's not flat i always feel like a nato would heighten that shit a lot
1: it does it does it's like a little mound uh just mound yeah on the in the case back and then you have the um the hippocampus sort of medallion which almost feels like it's a little higher point um yeah maybe that's what i didn't like you know the Mm. nato got got bundled up um, well, have oh, you ever castrating my straps back then?
0: <laughs> oh, yeah, where you just like lob off the extra, yeah. circumcise your fucking watch, take off the extra bit. <laughs> yeah, Yeah. the um, what I'm curious of is how that watch would feel on one of those fucking like coveted Omega Nados because those Omega Nados are supposed to be like insane. I don't really know. I think I've held one once and it was fucking like years ago, dude.
1: Yeah, it's same. I think we might have been together, and uh, I, I don't, I don't think I, I, ha- I handled it often. But um, I don't know. I, I, manufacturers today have got like have gotten so good, aftermarket NATO makers and stuff. If you look at, I don't know, Phenomenato or like the the Shiznit and stuff like that. Mm. I, I mean, we're getting we're getting close enough, if not better than than that strap. I think.
0: Maybe it's to the point where if you do buy an Omega NATO, you're paying more for the name. More because it just says. Yeah. yeah, 100%.
1: Yeah, 100%. That's
0: what it is, man. That's cool, though. Happier, happier wearing that watch. I think it's appropriate for today's topic. Yeah, yeah, I think so. You know, I'm wearing a watch based off today's topic as well. I'm wearing the fucking Big Zero, dude. I'm wearing my Raketa Big Zero. Nice. You know, um, I love this thing. This watch. This, when we talked about this topic, this is the first watch that came into my mind because I always said, I'm never selling this thing. Even if I did want to sell it, it's only worth like 50 bucks, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. But these things are becoming rarer and rarer. And what if for some fucking reason, like 20 years down the line, this thing hits like, you know, five digits, becomes like, you know, Eric
1: Clapton wears one
0: Eric Clapton wears one or no like <laughs> fucking not Eric Clapton who, who who who's like I guess like still like relevant in music that people like
1: I don't know it's got to be crazy like Post Malone or
0: uh I don't know someone in a Marvel movie has to wear one like if oh, fucking yeah. um
1: <laughs> the Jonas Brothers are the Jonas Brothers are back man really what if one of, if one of those guys were uh big zero
0: then yeah, the, the price of this thing's gonna go up the uh, up, and then and then the Jonas Brothers are gonna become brand ambassadors over at Raketa because they're trying to figure out what's going on still. <laughs> you know what I mean? Hey man, but, the um, Watch
1: World is a weird place. You can't uh, <laughs> can't predict anything anymore.
0: Yeah, but that but that brought up the question: What would happen if the Big Zero one day became like 60, 70 thousand bucks? Like I could easily clear that. No issue. Oh God, that's a tough question. That's like really you know that's that puts me in like a really uncomfortable place because it's just like no I love this watch and it represents so many great memories of my life but I also like money and not struggling every month yeah <laughs> oh,
1: oh man sad I,
0: yeah. you know so
1: 70,000
0: I holy. don't know who fucking knows dude to Jeez. your point you don't know what the fuck's gonna happen you never know what if the next Bond villain wears this fucking watch
1: oh that'd be funny I can I could see that happening <laughs> i could see that happening just like a cheeky prop master
0: yeah let me, just, <laughs> let me just fucking google russian watch oh yeah let's put this guy in this fucking watch you know and they buy it <laughs> they buy a fake one on it on fucking ebay because they don't fucking know but on camera it looks real you know <laughs> so i don't know but um but but yeah i'm still wearing the big zero what strap What's, what do you wear that on just did you ever dude i spent so long trying to find a strap for this fucking watch i went through nato's and like all these other leather straps and i was like in this deep hole of trying i'm like i have to find i have to find the most custom strap for my watch like i was just looking at all these fucking like <laughs> straps and i was pricing out what would be to make something custom and then like one day i was like fuck this shit i just bought from amazon like a shitty no name like eight dollar black leather strap 18 millimeters it tapers down to like 16 or 15 and it's fucking perfect i
1: think i've said it looks period correct also for that
0: weirdly enough right it's so cheap yeah. it just looks soviet
1: <laughs> you should you should buy another one for the um
0: um
1: oh the, Slava the meter.
0: yeah what i was th- well, i think i can't remember if you made this comment or if it was someone else when we were in san francisco during the tbws meetup um which was fucking incredible by the way yeah. Um, someone might have been used said I should own the doctor's watch feel and just put it on like croc leather, like yeah. black, like make it look like a doctor's watch and not exactly. lean in. You know what I mean? Not lean into the watch collector novelty because right now I have it on red suede, which is perfect. But lean into maybe the the the, the periodness um, of the piece and just get it on like black croc leather or something like that. I think that could be yeah. badass. <laughs> I think so too. I had to get one of those doctor bags. I should just, I should just get, I should get my fucking slava medical on, um, on a cross strap. Get a doctor's like old school like doctor bag, but just keep my laptop in there, and pens, keep my pens in there. You know. I think you could rock all that. <laughs> At this point, I would just be torturing my dad. I have a doctor's watch, have a doctor's bag. I don't have a doctor's job. Like you really, really wanted me <laughs> to. <laughs> Oh boy! At that point, it'd just be cruel, you know. <laughs> I have one oh, good, I, I mean... have one good son and one fucking useless son. What did I do? <laughs> You're not useless, come on. Yeah, eh, We, we can talk about this, but yeah, yeah, yeah. Feel pretty, <coughs> feeling pretty useless right now.
1: I'm glad. I'm glad you're wearing that. This is this is a nice pair of uh, weekend watches. I think.
0: Right. Like, it's been a while since I've worn the Big Zero. I feel mm-hmm. like just because I, I. It's it's been it's like fucking like rain season over here, dude. I can't wear this thing outside.
1: Oh yeah, it's probably it's probably super hot over there, isn't it? It's and pretty humid.
0: Gross. It's pretty gross. Every morning when I wake up, my windows just like all fogged out because it gets so gross outside, and we have to keep the AC running on the inside. So it's uh, it's pretty bad. So anytime lately outside what I've been wearing is I've been wearing my Sumo or my uh, Seiko SNK the little green one sweet you know but yeah no this was the first uh, This of the first vintage watch I ever got and I never realized how much this watch would affect not just my life like personally with everything that I've all the I've worn this watch for a lot of major milestones I did not realize this watch would just become a huge part of TBWS. I get so many fucking emails. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yes, you do. <laughs> yes, you do. If you've emailed me, I always have, every time I mention emails, I have to copy out this. If you have emailed us and you have not heard back, we are sorry. We are very backlogged and we're trying to get through emails like as best we can. Um, so if you're waiting to hear back from us, just hang it. just hang in there hang in there, hang in, hang in if, there. It, <laughs> if it actually is an emergency and you need me to look at a Russian watch or a Big Zero and like it's an eBay auction and it's ending in like 30 minutes just put the word urgent <laughs> in, your, yeah. in your um. now if you guys start use, abusing the word urgent I'm just gonna fucking delete our email okay it's like urgent How it's like guys... Mike,
1: Michael Scott puts 911 for everything <laughs> Exactly. (laughs) Urgent.
0: What do you guys think of Tissot? Deleted. Just fucking delete it. All (laughs) right, dude. Oh man, it's a lot. Uh, This thing's definitely grown more than I guess I thought or imagined. I don't really know. You know. But yeah, man, rocking the big zero. Super, super digging it. Um, We can use this. To kind of switch into the the main topic, is there anything else you want to cover before we kind of switch gears and just focus directly on the main topic?
1: No, I think it's I think it's a good time.
0: I remember when I first got into watches. So people who don't know, Michael got me into watches. Um, like I think must have oh my god, must be two or three years ago now. Mm-hmm. Right? Jeez. Yeah. Fucking hell. Getting old, man. Getting old. sometimes I wake Maybe up my- more. Didn't, didn't we start working together in like twenty? 2015. 2015? Oh my god, maybe it was longer ago. I'm yeah. getting, I'm getting old, but Sometimes I wake up and I get out of bed, and my elbows hurt. Man, my elbows just fucking hurt from sleeping. You know what I mean? <laughs> that was, that was some, that was some hard sleeping I was doing. Right? It's like, dude, man, I fucking <laughs> broke a sweat catching some Z's. I must be fucking dying. You know? That's nice. <laughs> oh my uh, god. But yeah, um, but five,
1: four or five years five, ago. Five,
0: four or five years ago. Now I remember. I can't remember how the conversation brought came up. But I'm I well, I must have brought it up because I was coming from the comic book world and I was still into comics a lot at the time and I had fallen into the the, the 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 noxious fucking poison collector's trap of only gravitating towards pieces um, for what I could potentially get down the road if I sold them investment investment books you know like oh um, you know here's this book. How much is it worth now? How much is it worth if I can get it, you know, you know, CCGC graded, blah, 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 like that. Yeah. The monetary aspect was the main thing I was focusing on. So when, I'm just, when I was just getting into watches, when we were working together, I, I must have brought that up to you. And you told me flat out, like, dude, the worst investment you could ever make in your life is a watch. Yeah. The only <clears throat> watch that holds its value is a Rolex. Like, that, that was the whole conversation we had. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm um and i remember I'm, was, sh-
1: I'm sure my opinion has changed
0: <laughs> which which we'll, we'll talk about but i remember yeah. we were having a conversation on the drive back from one of our famous two-hour lunches remember our two-hour lunches
1: oh yeah oh, oh my I god miss them i mean i i can't i i don't <laughs> i can't say that i do back-breaking work these days either but it is nice to to do that
0: <laughs> it's just not the problem is when you when you work in an office and you have like one or two people you're close with but the everyone else you're working with you have to see their faces all the time and you fucking hate them it like chips away at your soul every, <laughs> every every glance from their fucking disgusting faces is one little chip away from the stone that makes up your soul and after so many little chips there's there there won't be a lot left so you just have to fucking get out of the office
2: <laughs>
0: which is why I think we indulged and abused our right to just have a fucking like,
2: Two yeah.
0: two hour lunch, so I do yeah. uh, I do miss those a lot. Those were good times. Yeah, me too. You know, now that I work from home, the only face I see is mine, and well, the jokes on me, I don't fucking like myself. So every time <laughs> I see myself in the mirror, little little soul chipping is going on. So not too much left at this point. <laughs> a heart of alabaster, soft stone. Um, it must be from something. Why did they say that? But uh, I remember that was and that was the conversation. And that was always I remember that, but. It's still in people's minds because people hear these fucking stories like, oh, I bought this watch in 1975 for $30. Oh, well, now it's worth, you know, $200,000. Like, whoa, you know what I mean? Because I I feel like as collectors, there's we romanticize um, the stories behind watches, but also that fucking that trajectory. Like, what if I'm buying a watch that's like a sleeper and it's going to be worth something in X, Y, Z years, you know? Right. You still do that? Um, recently
1: I've been thinking more and more about, uh, watches that people are ignoring in that regard. Okay. Yeah. Because I, I think it took me a while to figure out that those watches at some point were pretty much always the ugly ducklings. Yeah. Oh yeah. Like there's, the, there's a reason the Daytona is what it is and it's because nobody wanted them. <laughs> when the exotic dials came out initially before any sort of paul newman connection i i think people were just like what like what are these weird colors that rolex is doing now i i can i i totally get it it's like us seeing i i know not everyone likes this watch and, and people that do love this watch love it I, i'm warming up to it but like the newer air king oh when, my god when that came out, people were just like, "What the hell is this?" And it's sort of, the same the same thing kind of happened with the uh, the exotic dial yeah uh, Rolex Daytona's. So for me, I have been thinking about that lately, but but in a way of um, trying to evaluate what's what's being ignored. So and especially with Rolex, there there are a
0: couple. I think this is fun to explore. Daytona first came out; it was disgusting. People didn't like it. When did the shift happen? Like when did that thing become desirable? Um, Cause I have no idea. You know more about this shit than I do. My history
1: could be a little off. I can't say that I always shop around for Daytonas. Um, <laughs>
0: do you not? I don't I understand. <laughs>
1: and look, I have actually never been a Daytona guy. There's maybe like one that I like these days. Yeah, this is the hate mail episode. I just want to. I just want
0: to let everyone know this is. <laughs> this is the. Hate I'm mail sorry, episode. man. I, I'm sorry. When I, I the day I'm, I'm I, with I, you. I'm got, not. It's not. I got my
1: speed master. I'm just like eh, this is kind of a little cooler. Yeah, but um I hear you. You know, I I think there there might have been a magazine, uh, with with Paul Newman on the cover, and and he, uh, I think it might have been some kind of car magazine
0: or, Is or it something. him doing the pose, the one that Greg Bedrosian uses for his TBWS photo. Is it, no, or that's a different no. pose.
1: <laughs> no, it's a different pose. <laughs> no, I think he was just kind of like standing in front of a, uh, just somewhere, and he he had the watch on, right? Uh, and then I think he did a couple of movies, uh, and and then it. it it kinda of went overboard. Not necessarily in the States, but I, I think in the Italian market. Um, they got really, really popular first. Wow. Uh, and that that was that was the switch. At least at least that that I'm aware of. I like, I could be totally wrong. Maybe that's it's been a while these... since I've researched uh, vintage Rolex. Maybe that's why
0: a lot of these <laughs> brands just fucking try and shove their watches on brand ambassadors. It's not to sell watches now, it's to like beat you over the head with falling in love with this. Celebrity or the sports star, and then like, oh, I'll fucking buy their watch, blah blah blah. You know what I mean? You know, I
1: I kind of wonder if you go to Rolex, for example. So I'm going on the site now, and I'm trying to I'm trying to remember if I've ever seen any kind of Paul Newman imagery on the uh on the official Rolex website. It depends because,
0: if they have permission from his estate to use his imagery.
1: Yeah, and I mean Rolex doesn't care about anything vintage, anyways. Yeah, I'm just i'm curious uh okay so here's the cosmograph daytona um and there's always so these are photos of cars that's a racetrack that's a watch here's a dude in a racing helmet these are old timey photos of cars and sir jackie stewart wearing a
0: vintage one
1: yeah no no i i I don't think they ever used um paul newman imagery
0: Oh, this is fantastic. There's a there there's a there's an FAQ section on the Rolex.com website. There is. Oh yeah, servicing your Rolex. <laughs> How do I wind my watch? <laughs> Let me see. How often I need to service? Where can I have my Rolex serviced? What does the service consist of? How much does servicing a Rolex cost? The cost a million depend. dollars. Yeah, right. It doesn't say. It Just says contact your fucking nearest dealer or whatever um
1: but this is this is the kind of stuff that affects that the investment value of of a watch and it's just the same kind of unpredictable nature um yeah no one no one could have ever known that this was going to happen to the um to the daytona no one could have ever known um that we'd be seeing this kind of decrease in stainless steel sports models and that the true value of a of a steel GMT in 2019 is very different from what Rolex thinks it should be. Um, so,
0: so do you stand by what you said the first time when we talked about this? The Rolex is the only safe. If you actually want to do, if you want to purchase a watch and potentially have it as an investment, Rolex is the only one that makes sense. Or,
1: I feel even stronger about that today. Mm. A- and I feel, um, I feel like I would definitely add uh, Patek to that list because because patek has a clear history of releasing and discontinuing releasing and discontinuing so we'll go year after year wondering when is the hulk gonna get discontinued because i think it's gonna get like people will just theorize yeah and then but i think patek pretty purposely makes it known that they'll make something and stop um it happens with like a lot with the perpetual calendar chronographs, the one that I like, it's not a chronograph, but the fifty-one forty-six annual calendar, that one's been, that one's been out for a while, you know? And, and that's kind of why I'm looking at it obviously as a spectator, but I'm just kind of wondering like, huh, that's, that's, that's not a big, bad watch from, from Patek, you know, it doesn't get the attention of a split second minute repeater or whatever, but, um, you know, I think if those if those ever go and get replaced, I think they'll be pretty collectible. Interesting. Um, and and like any anything anything in the line of perpetual calendar chronographs, that is all skyrocketed. Like the moment the moment it leaves the website, um, <laughs> that the prices just get insane. So I would I, I stand by what I said about Rolex.
0: Um, but now we're adding Patek. yeah yeah definitely
1: i'm on patek's Uh, website
0: right now i'm seeing if they're hiring uh (laughs) careers switzerland career let's see what we got translate oh my god it's not fucking english yeah can i translate this google thank you some of these
1: some of these uh watch brands have like really weird employment sections of their of their sites oh and and i would add with with patek um because they're they're playing around with steel a little bit more, um, not necessarily like in the super sporty watches, but they came out with that weird Calatrava um, like week timer, mm-hmm. and like it's like a what do they call it? A new com- oh, yeah the weekly calendar. Um, that thing is steel, man. And I think it's it's like an unwritten rule if you are a Patek collector and something comes out in steel.
0: You got to jump get. on it. Well, wow. yeah, because they don't they don't do that often. Is there anything? Is there anything in your. Okay, here we go. Here we go. You're sentimental about your uh, first generation Mako, your Orient, right? I am. Yeah. Would you ever sell it if for some for some fucking reason, something like the like the next fucking president of the United States walks around and in a first generation <laughs> Orient Mako and the price just explodes. Would you ever sell it? Um, explodes how much? <laughs> I
1: wouldn't do it for like five thousand bucks, if that's what you're asking.
0: Let's say. Let's say you could flip, that Orient, and you could purchase a Rolex that you wanted.
1: I wouldn't do it. Really? <laughs> yeah, because I think I I think <laughs> as as crazy and unstable as um. The rolex situation is now i don't think it's going to last forever i definitely think it's getting worse now yeah um before it does get better but i think (sighs) i want to think that a rolex watch is still a watch that most average people can aspire to own and maybe diligently save up for and i don't think there's anything necessarily wrong with that okay um so i i (sighs) if if I am hunting a a rolex that i really want i'd I'd probably be taking that route anyways yeah and I could just keep going you know um, it's just a matter of instant gratification versus patience
0: <laughs> okay i fear I, 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 I definitely feel that that's pretty cool now
1: now if it's like if it's what you what you said about the the big zero and i'm i'm <laughs> I'm facing the business end of 70 grand. (laughs) Um, Then I might have to talk to my wife. I'm like, hey, you know, I know I wore this on the wedding day, but hey, honey, the watch that I wore on our wedding, if I could sell it for $70,000, would you get mad? What? If I could sell the watch that I wore on our wedding day and get $70,000, would you be mad? How do you
2: want
1: to sell it for $70,000? <laughs> it's not worth $70,0. She says it's not worth $70,000. No, she tells this, it worth, this is, is it
0: worth more. This is a hypothetical question. Oh, no, hold on. I mean, it okay. was a watch who we got married,
1: exactly. Yeah, so she thinks it's priceless. Interesting. Okay,
0: wow, yeah. it's like
2: me selling my ring, exactly. <laughs> I mean, so, okay,
0: yeah, I guess if you do it like that, that if you make that kind of a like relationship yeah i guess that's like selling a ring. We're,
1: we're lucky in the sense that you and i didn't wear a patek minute repeaters on our <laughs> wedding days <laughs> yeah, it's true. very unlikely that we'll be met with this situation
0: you never know man you don't know what the fuck's gonna happen
1: you know but yeah it, that's that's an interesting point i i don't um you know i i it was recently our five-year anniversary and i i it was so surreal to, to take that watch out to dinner and just be like, wow, like exactly to the day, five years ago, I was wearing this and getting married. Hmm. Like that's fucking cool. You know, Mm -hmm. like that feeling, I I can't, it was, it was hard for me. Like as a watch, as a watch enthusiast, you can count on like just one hand that the times where you have to stop and really um, reflect on the watch on your wrist and the time that you're enjoying it. Um, and that's just that's just one of them, man. So this is, it was crazy. This
0: is interesting. A lot of times in watch collecting, people will kind of chase. Like we always hear about people and these stories from the past, like, um, oh, my father bought this watch in Sears uh, the day before he and my mom got married, and then he passed it down to me, and then I wore it during my wedding, and there you know when my kid was first born, and blah blah blah, and like all these like, like stories, and people are like really. Into the idea of getting a watch and having the watch feed into these stories, but the reality is, it doesn't matter what the watch you know is. It, it, like the the, the whole sentimental sentimentality aspect of it is just, it's you first, and then whatever yeah. your watch you're wearing, just fits into the fits into the story. So I th- I think it's interesting how much we fixate on trying to find a watch to fit the situation. But the reality is that no matter what watch you're wearing, the situation is just going to always be what it is. And, you know, so I, I'm in the same boat. I'm probably never going to sell my big zero just because of the sentimental sentimentality in it. Um, how much it means, not just for, you know, my relationship with my wife and how everything like that. Um, but also just how, what it means for like TVWS and just my watch collecting journey. But I would let sentimentality become overthrown from monetary value for my big uh, for, for, for for my sumo for the sumo I think right
1: yeah because okay that's that's still a watch that
0: yeah the watch is okay. very special to me um first yeah. dive watch you know um a lot of like that's like my my Disney cruise watch so you know my wife always recognizes like that watch when I'm on the cruise and um have a lot of really really great warm memories of that watch but i would sell that thing if for some fucking reason i made money on it <laughs> for some fucking reason cuz i paid like 350 or 300 for it on massdrop and if i could sell it for like i don't know 3 or 4000 bucks for some fucking reason michael if some if for some fucking reason the watch becomes cuz I, I don't know i don't know how this works. if the watch becomes valuable to that extent i think i'd sell it you know yeah I could see that
1: yeah i will say though that the times that i've sold watches and like have come out on top it feels really good initially but i warn you that years later (laughs) you may feel a little bit of regret yeah (laughs) um the smith's w10 comes to mind
0: Uh, i'm still i'm still amazed you sold that watch after everything after everything you went through to find it and then you got it serviced, service, it, you know what I yeah. mean, over um, the grain. Some guys down next to Ball mm-hmm. Harbor, ish, everything yeah. like that. Like after all of that,
1: yeah. I, well, that's that my that's where my head was in the game at the time. Mm. I was just like, this is what it's
0: about, you know, like
1: getting something, flipping it, coming out on top, getting yourself
0: a yacht master <laughs> <laughs> it's a clear trajectory. <laughs> you flip your Smith W ten. Yachtmaster, all right. It's a like, it's a clearly <laughs> charted course, people. <laughs>
1: By the way, that's that's a watch um, that I am consistently seeing in Rolex authorized dealers. The only steel watch that is just there constantly. Uh, I think there it's two reasons. One is very ugly. Watch. Quite
0: quite fucking ugly. Apologies if someone has that watch. It's quite fucking horrible looking. <laughs>
1: um and i love it <laughs> because it's ugly. <laughs> That's a different discussion altogether. Um and it's also very expensive. Uh brand new it's it's around eighteen, seventeen or 18. Um wow. But you know, i kind of think that uh if something ever happens and that watch is just maybe this is all maybe Rolex is doing all of this to test how ugly the Yacht-Master 2 really is. <laughs> So, it's the last kid the last kid to get picked for basketball. This is
0: uh, this is Rolex's like social experiment.
1: Yeah. So they're like now they see this is like, okay, we gotta discontinue the Yacht Master too. <laughs> um But you know, those those are the kinds of watches that I, I think when they do end up being changed or leave altogether, those values are just gonna skyrocket, man. Wow. It's I, I'm I'm pretty confident in saying in saying that kind of absolute statement.
0: <laughs> yeah, cuz we saw a bunch in a lot of the jewelers we were hanging out with in San Francisco, right? Yeah. That's funny. There
1: there are two watches that I'm consistently still talking about Rolex. There's two watches that I'm consistently seeing um in the empty cases or near empty cases <laughs> now. There's that Yacht Master 2 and the white gold Daytona with a blue dial. Wow. Those are two watches that I think you know, if if people had the means and they're into investing and flipping and all that stuff, I think if you're in that group of people and, and you're not paying attention to these two, you, you might regret it.
0: You no, know, it's so funny. You're right. We saw two or three oh, excuse me. Two or three brick and mortar places with Rolex areas. And mm-hmm. in all of them, the cases were like empty. Yeah. It was like they just got eluded like post Katrina. Like, it just looks really bad, all <laughs> these fucking empty cases. I, I'm sorry,
1: man, but five years ago, you couldn't, like, you couldn't see a Daytona in person. That's just the way it was. Wow. Um, Like, that was the watch that you had to work for. Like, between you and your dealer, you had to get yourself a sub and maybe something for your wife. And then you'd get on the list for a Daytona. <laughs> Uh, but you could that you could rarely, rarely see them in person. You might see like a, a yellow gold one, but now I mean, they're all precious metal. But you you'll you'll walk in and you'll see these these white gold Daytonas, or sometimes the yellow gold.
0: So before um, before you had to spend twenty, thirty, forty thousand dollars first for the right to spend more money on the Daytona. Yeah. Huh. <laughs> yeah.
1: But I mean, you know, if. If you're the kind of person that is is looking for a thirty thousand dollar Daytona, I mean, they're here. Like you're, you can kind of just, you can kind of get yourself to the final level, just immediately. You know, you can just buy it right then and there. Wow. <laughs> I mean, I guess if you buy a sub, uh, and maybe like a a date just with diamonds for your wife, and then another Daytona. You're kind of spending like 30K plus already, so right, you just get the white gold one.
0: <laughs> Talking about Rolex, isn't that? And then you mentioned that damn Rolex beginning of the episode. Now I can't get my mind off that stupid two-tone, that blue dial two-tone. The bluesy, I guess people call it. I've never heard it called that except we brought that stupid watch up a while back and people were like, oh, yeah, the bluesy. I'm like, don't fucking say it. Like, I know what that me- I don't know what that means, bluesy. You know what I mean? Yeah.
1: You know which watch I was surprised to see and, and may have some investment potential? Mm. Um, but when we were in Hong Kong, we saw the Smurf, which is basically it's the oh, watch shit. that you like, yeah. except it's not two-tone. It's just it's a big old chunk of white, white gold. gold. It's a 35-pound watch. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's like, 35K, <laughs> probably. That's
2: <laughs> um, crazy. You know,
1: I, I, I don't know. I, I still kind of... Um, maybe it's because we're not casually playing around with fees. With, with these investment amounts, we're not casually throwing around 30K, 40K. Um, so we're not really too concerned about these assets appreciating or depreciating. It's just not, it's not part of the game that we play. Yeah. Because it's not really a fun part. Nobody likes to deal with the money aspect of buying a watch. <laughs> it sucks <laughs> for the most part.
0: I'm looking at pictures of this stupid two tone Rolex. Do you like the the maxi case
1: version or do you like the five digit reference the smaller one?
0: I like the smaller one. I don't like cuz the one the, the I guess the maxi case is what what is fucking co- it looks like um it's wearing football shoulder shoulder pads on the lugs. Yeah. You know yeah, what I mean?
1: By, by the way, I recently I've been um I've been I've really been feeling the uh the five di- digit cases again like just the 90 style. I, don't, I I really really do. I it. don't
0: like the newer ones. They just look they look bulky to me. I like I like the, this feels, this looks and feels like a 40 millimeter watch when, when, when the lugs are kind of more slopey, that's, that's the fucking technical term, by the way, the lugs are more slopey, um, slopey, like yeah. this as compared to the, the the maxi case that's called. Yeah. Maxi case. Like maxi pads.
1: Or is it like, actually I think Rolex calls it the super case. Like super, it's a maxi like dial. Superman. Hold on. Super. Or is it the super oyster? I don't
0: know, man. Maxi pad. Rolex
1: has a lot of weird words. Like Everose. I think that's their word for two-tone. Or no, Rolesser
0: is. Okay, maxi pads are menstrual pads. So what's the relationship between...
1: <laughs> I know for a fact it's a maxi dial. That's a thing.
0: Oh my god, I don't want to do watches anymore. <laughs> I want to use my yeah. time towards something altruistic and fulfilling like child hunger. <laughs> Not perpetuating okay. it, trying to like solve... Trying to, I'm not Voldemort. I want to figure out like how, how I can like save starving children from starving.
2: Yeah. Oh,
0: Maxi case is a Maxi case. Maxi case Rolex. Yeah, I don't like this thing, dude.
1: Yeah, I do like how they feel. You Maybe feel that's like something I need to experiment
0: <clears throat> with. I'm never gonna afford this fucking shitty watch anyway. I'm gonna experiment with it.
1: Like, I think, I think, Rolex kind of had to make the, the bigger case to, to let people, to have people feel better about spending $7,500. <laughs> like, okay, this feels like $7,500 now because it's a, like a just a bigger chunk of steel on your wrist.
2: I don't
0: think size should factor into how much you pay. I mean, people pay, how much money do people pay for like chemotherapy? You know what I mean? <laughs> Size <laughs> shouldn't have to factor into it. I mean, that's a horrible like uh, metaphor for me to kind of pull into the mix here, but whatever, dude, dude this is a hate mail episode, Michael. All right. How let's, much, let's keep it how going. How much is fucking insulin in this country? That's small, like a little thing, like a little thing of fucking like liquid or whatever, dude. You know, it can be
1: pretty expensive. Yeah, yeah
0: man, that's a whole fucking other podcast guys. But, um, but with luxury,
1: with luxury products though, there's, there's that sort of, um, there, these are the, the tangible expectations that people have,
0: man. What will I have to do in my life to maybe one day afford this watch? Kill a man? Do I have to kill a man? You
1: know, what's the reference on that? By the way, <groans> I I I don't really look at 2 tones so I don't really. I don't
0: know, like... oh, no, dude. Let me see.
2: Uh...
0: Because <inaudible> 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 what I'm observing, 16... you know. Oh, no, wait, that's not right. That's the old one. Oh no, wait, this is the right one. Sixteen eight zero three.
1: 16803 Rolex. Yep, that's what it is. <laughs> Dude, really? What? That was- so I'm looking at it. I'm looking at a used one. For 6,795. Where? I know this is I know this sounds like a lot.
0: It's actually not, it's right. actually, it's actually a good price for the watch, from what I've like, because I, I look every now and then. That's actually a good price. Where are you seeing that? Yeah. Certified luxury watches. Yeah, that sounds incredibly fake, dude. Yeah, that's like a, that, that,
1: <laughs> we are certified. That's like
0: a brothel saying we don't have STDs. <laughs> like I'm pretty sure that means you do, man. Like you can't, you know what I mean? Like you trying to prove to me one thing is telling me something else.
1: Let's take a look at uh, at a. And authority and vintage
0: Rolex, which I like. HQ, HQ Yeah, that that's that's where I used to check, when I still gave a shit. Yeah,
1: now they, they 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 haven't sold one in a while. Looks like the last one they had was an '87 with box and papers. Oh, I wonder how much this thing sold. <laughs> that's rad. That is rad. I still I can't pull off the gold man, but you know what? I two tone hilariously is, um, kind of normalizing on the secondary market so for example if you take the GMT the Pepsi is still selling for twice like two times retail but the new like two tone root beer Mm -hmm. it's actually it's actually decreasing like very very like little by little by little it's getting closer and closer to retail like what I so (laughs) it's kind of funny just baby steps here but the, the goal is to Buy a secondhand root beer, but at retail, <laughs> it's kind of weird. Uh, so, hey man, you might be you might be closer to owning um, something two tone than than steel. So if if two tone is where your heart is, I'd consider yourself
0: lucky. Maybe on my deathbed, when I know I won't have to be responsible for my own debts.
2: <laughs> yeah, I'll man, just buy I
0: mean. one on buy one on my phone as they're fucking pulling the plug on me. Give
2: me five
1: <laughs> minutes. Give me five. minutes! Next day shipping. <laughs> What'd you say? Next day shipping. Yeah,
0: dude. Next day sh- I just I want them to at least throw it in the fucking casket as they lower my disgusting corpse into the ground. I bought, bought the fucking watch. My kids will pay for it. fuck them. You
1: know? Yeah. This is this is definitely cool, man. I can swing by the store again uh, today and take some photos for if you want to see the one they got.
0: <laughs> yeah, sure. This is the closest we'll ever get to sexting each other. <laughs> You're just sending me pictures of a watch that I covet. You know, <laughs> have
1: I this, this might be some, th- something that people wonder, have you ever made a watch purchase explicitly for investment value? Or have you ever had it in the back of your mind? Like, I, I know I'm buying this now, but I'm almost justifying it because I know that I could probably sell it for more
0: later. No, I've thought, I mean, I, I've, I've, I'll think about that if there's a watch that I'm looking at and I see it at a lower price than what I've seen other places. And so in my mind, I'm like, okay, maybe I can get this watch. And if I don't like it, I can still either break even or make money. But the idea of yep. making money as like the first reason to, to, to buy a watch has never never like done that for me. What about you?
1: Same here. I I've I've never done that. I've never bought something for the sake of flipping it. I guess I should and I guess I should be looking at Timexes next time. <laughs> Hilariously. I it, dude, what were like what what world are we living in where, where like where this is happening? We're but, um, we're
0: living in a world where <laughs> uh certain watch websites can impact availability of things to the to the point where it's just it's no longer fun. Like you, like I think you know what I mean? Like that's the problem. If something gets covered or if something gets hyped up, then people will try and take advantage of that, and they'll buy it, or they'll try and scalp it, or whatever the fuck. Like we saw it with the stupid fucking the the, the Zodiac from Basel. You know what I mean? That shit fucking sold out instantly, and then people are trying yeah. to fucking sell someone online for like, like way more just because of all the um the hype around it. Yeah. Well, I've never I've never done that, who, but who it, needs, it certainly who has. Who needs brand ambassadors when you've just purchased a watch blog? Right?
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know? Maybe somebody will buy us. No one wants us, Michael. How, no how are we
0: supposed us. to say, oh, yeah, yeah, it makes a great watch. By the way, let's talk about Child Famine. Like, that's not a watch blog. I fucking want to associate it with my fucking watch. All right? <laughs> oh, that's cute. <laughs> okay, I found... Oh, I found a two-tone... Sub here on Crown and Caliber, but it's a different reference.
1: Is it black? Is it black and gold? It's
0: blue, but the reference here is one six six one three. I don't know what the difference is
1: between the one yeah, that, I, don't that know. I shared with you. If we're talking two tone, I do. That's I do not know the references. Eighty
0: five hundred dollars. That's a lot of money for a
1: five digit reference, but it's getting there, dude. Like for for some of them, it it, it really is. Yeah. I and this is I'll I'll bring up Rolex again. I remember when I was getting into watches and and then I was you know when we started this podcast episode 1 affordable vintage watches yep. just a few years before that, you know, if you wanted to get into vintage watches that were like quote unquote really nice, you do look at Rolex and you could get in the game for like $5,000. Which oh, yeah. Which, as as a budding watch enthusiast, I was like, that is crazy. That's so much money, and to buy a ten sixteen for five thousand dollars, like, dude, the things I would do <laughs> right now.
0: Here you go. Um, they got a Yachtmaster two for uh let me see here, loading. Uh, I'd buy nineteen thousand dollars.
1: Oh my god, that's too much. That's more than there yeah, They're they're trying. They're trying. They're Eh, that's some funny business. Crown
0: no. and kind of caliber. What do you want?
1: That's some funny business. That that's still that's still one of the steel models that actually you can get for
0: eighteen karat rose gold under stainless steel. Oh, okay. Okay, if,
1: if it has a precious metal, yeah, that's
0: I guess, more. I guess it does. More. What the fuck is happening with this watch dial?
1: Hey, man, that thing is ugly, but if you think about it, it's pretty cool. Why does it's it a have completely- to? I'm sorry. It's a completely programmable, mechanical, <clears throat> countdown chronograph.
0: Yeah. I think... goes backwards. I think the movement's interesting. Yeah. Why does it have to say Yachtmaster on the bezel? In fucking giant... Le- I know what kind of watch I'm wearing. I don't know. That's, that's the
1: biggest... That might be the biggest um, kind of complaint that people have.
0: But... I don't know. You know what I'm curious about? How is the whole investment discussion (sighs) micro brands right because i feel like the investment thing does spill into when people are looking at micro brands um it it's kind of tragic
1: actually because i think i think the 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 micro brand world was built as a kind of shelter from uh this sort of other industry yeah you know but then
0: people who just then, wanted to make money and saw us in this community as you know um, revenue streams fucked it up sorry yeah i mean
1: i don't know that I, I i think there are definitely some some brands that are um that are seeing this um you know obviously we we talk about how how jason at helios is kind of dealing with um you know people treating his product as like an investment thing because i i think he i think he loves what he does he loves the watches that he makes he's super like detail oriented yeah um and he's he's really about like he's really about selling to people directly and keeping those relationships going um it's just kind of uh it's kind of a shame that that he has to deal with like bots like people trying to use bots and things like that um so maybe Maybe in the micro-brand world, one of the differences is is that the audience may be a little more tech savvy, (laughs) which is, and they'll do that kind of
0: shit. Um, Do you think other brands that see, because I totally agree, like all the times we met with Jason, he's super cool, you get like his passion for what he does and how much he focuses on the details of everything, it's really infectious, like Last time yeah. we met up with him in San Francisco, he was like, "Oh yeah, the yellow's a little bit off. I don't like it." I'm like, "I mean, it looks it looks looks cool to me, dude. Like, you know what I mean? But like that, yeah. <laughs> you know that's that's like that's important. That's important to him. Like getting yeah. this yeah. getting this detail right. Um, the, you know the 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 unfortunate thing of like I can well to me it's unfortunate because i because I'm, I'm a piece of shit." But like people like buying the watches and scalping them and like all this demand and it being treated like as like an investment piece. Do you think though, though, that's what a lot of these micro brands want? Like like the brand that I'm not going to mention that we met up in Hong Kong who's now launched. Um, oh, but you, you have no idea what I'm talking about. I'll tell you later. But do you think that's what a lot of these watch brands want? They want people to just buy their pieces as investment pieces? They just sell out immediately?
1: I really don't know. I, I've... i um... I've never really spent time uh, pondering the psyche of a, of a micro brand owner. Um, I, I, it might be a goal for, for a few of them. Um, but I think, I think maybe the best ones are our favorite ones are just concerned with making products that they
0: like. Um, Michael happy over yeah. at Gavox. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <He'd> all <laughs> I will sing that brand praises from the top of my lungs until until the earth claims me again. I think that's, that's probably one of like the best examples of just like yeah. a micro brand who's I, doing something. I don't really
1: know. I don't really know. I mean, maybe some of them wouldn't, wouldn't, God, did you hear that? My
0: dog is coughing. What was that? Okay. Yeah. Um, I wasn't sure what that was,
1: <laughs> but, um, I, I think some of them might kind of like it maybe, you know, it's sort of, uh, it's exciting to have people talk about your brand, you know, mm. for positive reasons, reasons, I suppose. I guess I just—it's just—it's just—I—I I never thought that discussion would have would have entered the the microbrand world.
0: I just remember remember when when Halios did it was two or three releases ago, like people were like the whole site just crashed. You remember that? Yeah. Remember how fucking yeah. upset people were? People were so rude. Like, oh
1: yeah, people people were very upset. Like, why 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 don't you have the technical infrastructure? that I deal with when I buy my dog food on Amazon.
0: <laughs> but, you know, Jason. but as like a brand owner, if I was a brand <laughs> owner and people were saying, like if people flipped like that on me because my tech wasn't ready to handle this volume of people, like that that sucks, dude. Like why? Like I don't want to fucking hear people who I thought liked my product foam at the mouth and say terrible fucking things to me. You know what I mean?
1: Yeah, that that's more of a discussion, you know, Centered on 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 the tech age these days and the instant gratification that we've come to
0: um, expect. Push button get orgasm. I think is the order of <laughs> operations that people are just accustomed right. to. In
1: anything. Um, wow, sex uh, VR sex bots are. are- Are getting better and better these days. Yeah,
0: (laughs) these bot five thousand man. You know what I mean? Like it's just push button, (laughs) push button, get orgasm. Done. I'm I'm, on now. My lunch break's over. I'm going back to work. You know what I mean? I guess that's just what people are 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 used to. That's totally wild though. But yeah, so I it's
1: it's very discouraging, and you have to you have to kind of admire the emotional fortitude that these these owners have and the passion they have for their products to to keep on going uh, even when that kind of bullshit's happening. Straight
0: up straight up straight up do you think i guess this is just like a different discussion cuz it has changed i was going to say do you think the whole microbrand thing is going to eventually phase out or do a complete total like paradigm shift or what but i guess in just the time we've been doing the show it has i remember when microbrands that i remember it was just a, f- a few a few dudes um and the, uh, obviously steve um steve um over at um raven watches i mean he's been doing it He's been doing it for all of them. I think this is basically the beginning man.
1: Yeah, I think we're going to see a split. I th- I think we're going to see a split in the um in the microbrand world. We're going to start to see a differentiation between like the Kickstarter money grabs and then folks folks that realize that they're not only selling um watches, they're kind of selling themselves. Yeah. So, um you and I get excited because of the connection we make between a Raven on our wrist and like a fun dinner with Steve, Uh, you know, or the same thing with a, with a notice watch. Like we, we make that, we make that emotional connection. And then I think that there are going to be these cash grab brands that can't really, aren't really interested in supporting that level of camaraderie. Mm. Um, So, the, the lines are going to be less blurred. We're going to see, and I think I think that on that first side, we're going to keep seeing increases in quality as well. Because I, I think I think a lot of these products are just getting better and better and better and better. And I think finally, um, I personally think that the term microbrand will eventually fall out of fashion, and I think they'll just be referred to as independence. Um, I like I
2: like
0: indep- independence. Has like a cool like. Paul Revere <laughs> you know? vibe to it you know what I mean um
1: <laughs> or, or 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 boutique I was, brand I try, I, I try not to use the term I, you really
0: know? I was gonna say I kind of like boutique brand because it makes it oh yeah yeah no
1: I, I like it too I meant micro brand oh I micro brand yeah yeah, yeah yeah micro brand
0: I like boutique yeah. brand I think it makes it feel um because the problem is when you say micro brand it's always it's like it's like saying oh who's that was oh, my little brother you're always little brother yeah in order for you to be in order for you to be a micro brand there has to be non-micro brands so it's always this it's always this below and sub sort of relationship but if you kind of go with an idea of like uh, of of, of boutique brand it's Mm -hmm. a different vibe and it's probably more congruent with the actual like you know offerings and um, it'll be interesting to see what happens with the changes in the micro brand sort of world especially as quality is going up also so are prices prices are going up you know um yeah that's why it's always really like awesome to see brands who are doing the best they can to increase price or to increase quality but not too much you know uh, uh, it you know increases on the price so but we'll see how that potentially affects the the whole potential like investment thing like maybe maybe it'll get worse maybe if we start calling them boutique brands they'll they'll be more inclined to be people think they're investment pieces you know what i mean
1: I, I also think I also think that you know with this with the shift in quality and and the true survival of of the brands that like I, I mean, I think we can say that a brand like Raven has gone the distance, mm-hmm. same thing for for Gavox, same thing for Halios. I think I think as these brands continue to to build that sort of that sort of reputation and that that kind of longevity, this space in the watch industry will flip. To look more like, I mean, we talk about it all the time like music gear. So, I mean, like guitar like freaks will. There's like a group of guitar freaks that are like, oh, the Fender Stratocaster. You got to get a Fender Stratocaster. But in the eyes of like these gear enthusiasts, like a Nash is better, or like a Sir, like these mm. these essentially micro brands. Um, that are doing something similar almost like homages in some cases but they're seen as better, better. you know as Vic- a victoria amplifier you know they they make like the basement essentially mm-hmm. like a pretty famous amp but it's seen as better than what what you can get from like the big brands. Right. so as this quality goes up and and that kind of reputation continues to to build i don't know maybe some people prefer a raven over a. Rolex, Rolex, yeah.
0: Maybe <laughs> I, I. mean, honestly, I, I, I kind of do. I have a Raven Venture. I fucking love that thing, dude. You know, um, just don't put the Raven Venture against that stupid two-tone, two-tone sub. Don't make me choose.
2: <laughs> don't make, don't me, make choose. me
0: choose. Is there anything in your collection? Um, just because I'm looking at the time, is there anything in your collection, um, that you're sentimental about, and that you wouldn't sell now, but you do accept there is a threshold where maybe one day you could sell it if the price is right. For me, it's the sumo. I mentioned that. Um. But the doxa? Would you, would you ever? Would you ever? I mean, that's the
1: one that came to mind. But you know that that's really the only one that has that kind of potential. Um, and the answer would be no.
0: Wow. Okay. I just can't. I've I've taken it too many places. And that make me feel bad for saying I'm gonna sell my fucking sumo if the price was right one day. <laughs> <laughs> I just I feel like a cold bastard now like yeah it's would my Sumo fuck memories you know what I mean it's like shit man
1: my wife would definitely love to see that one go she she. I don't think she understands <laughs> she the <orange>. so
0: <laughs> I keep forgetting she doesn't like the Doxa
1: so, I mean it, it's 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 very hard to sell to sell your wife on an orange watch so she's not a Doxpert <laughs> she's <laughs> she's not I'm telling you man oh, she's gonna She's gonna be mad when she realizes this is the
0: only one I'm traveling with. This <laughs> is the only one you're bringing uh, your brain to Italy. Oh, that's right. We talked about this. So. Yeah.
1: Which is weird because people will be listening to this when I'm over there.
0: Yeah, guys. If we're from <laughs> the past. All right. We're speaking to you um, from the past, like that movie Frequency. With the guy that played Jesus and Dennis Quaid. I think Dennis Quaid was in Frequency. Let me see.
1: Maybe the. This would be hard. What about what about a, a watch that you've been gifted? So what about that seven thousand two that I gave you? That that has the potential. Actually, historically, if you look at the timeline of Seiko dive watches, so I gave I I already told you I wouldn't care.
0: I would I would well that's the biggest thing. I know you say you don't care, but I don't believe you. <laughs> that's the thing if there was a watch that was a gift and if i ever reached the point where i could i could make you know good money on selling it i would i would have to get the person's not permission but to let them know the situation (laughs) you know what i mean if it was like i'm I'm, i
1: completely understand i'm
0: being real man you know uh so I, i i for that watch yeah i would so you know let's say i could sell that thing one day for like i don't know 2k or whatever you know um I would be like, hey man, I'm thinking about selling the seven zero zero two you know I still love the watch I think it's really cool, but it just makes so much sense for me to try and capitalize on this now um you know would that piss you off like that's basically the conversation that we would have and then you would say no and then I wouldn't believe you and then and then I wouldn't sell the watch
1: it's it's all about punctuation at the end of the text message
0: interesting all so right
1: cool period
0: then that then I think that means you <laughs> You'd be really upset if I saw Do you it. get
1: nervous about that kind of stuff? Oh, I get God. nervous well, about that
0: stuff. 100%. Because the, pro- the problem is the way I speak. What I say sounds totally different if I'm typing it out than when I'm saying it to you. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. So, like, yeah. if I'm texting, like, my wife, I have to, like, I have to be overly fucking verbose to be understood. <laughs> you know?
1: You can totally sell it.
0: Period. You can't. <laughs> right now it's still,
1: I, I just can't I dated a girl that that would get so mad if I used a period at the end she's like what the fuck is that period <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's not a healthy relationship
0: it's <laughs> <laughs> oh, so good I got into an argument with a client um not really an argument it was a it was a, a, a spirited discussion um over grammar uh because there was like a series of things that we had done and writing was involved and um and he had like a bunch of like, like, like I don't think this is proper grammar. And in my head, I'm like, bro, listen, if you want a fucking grammar throwdown, I will fucking grammar throwdown with you all day. But right now, this is just not worth it. This is just not worth <laughs> it. But if you want to do yeah. it, I'll fucking do it with you, bro. All right. Don't ask me to open that door, man. Yeah. Oh, so good. But yeah, I think um, that's tough with the 7002. Right now. Really though, right. If you sold it, I would not be mad. Right now it's not worse. Right now it doesn't make it's, it's if we're talking about value, there's more sentimentality and cool value keeping it in the collection as is.
2: hmm
0: Yeah. For me, that's what makes sense. If one day those scales ever tipped though, um and there was the opportunity to like sell that thing and sell that thing and maybe fucking get my Omega Seamaster quartz two five four one. Yeah, yeah. That'd be pretty sick. But at the same time, regardless of what you say, I'm not going to believe you. Okay. That's just how it is.
1: I mean, that watch is diseased anyway, so. What do you mean? Emotionally, for me. Oh, I know, I know. (laughs) Yeah, That's
0: funny. I still Uh, have the Apple Watch. Good discussion. Oh, yeah. Oh, shit. Have you turned it on? (laughs) I turned it on when it was gifted to me uh, three years ago. Two or three years ago now. Dude, there's a market
1: for you know, electronics that, that are basically NOS. Like apparently there are like first series Game Boys that people are finding NOS that have never been opened. And that's a thing now. You can I you mean, can buy one of those op- for a lot of I money. Mean, I've
0: opened it but I've i never I never synced it to my phone. I didn't do anything with that one. I gave it. I, I got it as a gift, and I'm just like, "Oh, this is nice." Uh, but I I've, keep
1: it, keep it nos, and sell it to like the Apple Museum one yeah. day. Forty <laughs> years
0: later. Well, I mean, technically, it's not nos because I've opened it. Oh yeah, that's right. Right. I'd have to like reseal it with like yeah, sur- with like plastic wrap in my kitchen. <laughs> I don't know what I'm gonna do with that watch. Maybe I can sell it one day, or just I don't know. Because it's just taking up... I don't fucking... I'm not going to wear it, dude. You should review it. I think it's an old... It's not even like a new Apple Watch. It's like I know, super right? old. I'll figure out. Well, it. you know what
1: tech reviewers do? They'll take a like a version, like an old version of a thing, mm-hmm. and they'll say like, the Apple Watch model, whatever. Is it still worth it in 2019? Or like... How does it work in 2019? So you could do that. Maybe I could All do right.
0: that. I'll see. I'll figure something out. We're
1: like verging into into weird tech reviewer now. So
0: I don't want to be a tech blog.
1: <laughs> I think there are enough of those. Right? I'm telling you, man. There are also enough watch blogs too.
0: <laughs> there are a lot of watch blogs and there are a lot of like watch podcasts, which we talked about before. Yeah. yeah. You know? Kinda of crazy. <laughs>
1: Another thing that I could have never expected. Uh back five years ago yeah. tell me
0: about it man but here let's uh let's do this let me start uh recapping where we are where we were rather so this was this was a lot of fun i think this is like a pretty fun exercise i think this is something that's really important for people to just um think about because it's also possible when you're getting into watches or when you're considering purchasing a watch that you might just do this do the whole like monetary evaluation thing. Is this worth buying? How much is going to be worth down the road? Blah, blah, blah. And sometimes that might not be the best kind of thought process to have because it might stop you from doing something you actually really want to do. You know? Yeah. So, yeah. Um If anyone's dealt with stuff like this, totally let us know what's up. I'm actually really excited to hear um, everyone's kind of like thoughts and opinions on this show. If there is something, so similar to Michael's story, if there's something you sold and you made money on it and you regretted it, let us know what's up. What was the watch? What was the situation? If it's the opposite, if you did not regret it, <laughs> definitely let us know what's up. Um, really excited to hear from everyone on that. Also, uh, shout out to the two broke watch Knobs mug. I'm looking at it right now. Fucking badass. Uh, well, I'll make sure there's a fucking link to the merch store in here. Um, and there should there by the time you guys hear this, there should be some cool stuff in there. Um, let me see, also, ba, 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 ba. wrist check, I'm rocking the big zero, sentimental watch, I'm never going to get rid of, you're rocking the Speedmaster, you're never getting rid of that watch, are you? Nah. Nah. There it goes. I still want to, I still, I still just want to, Just. I just want to get rid of, I just don't want so many watches, I just want them all gone, I want them out of my home. Yeah, same here, We'll we'll get there. I don't know, because every time I start, like... Evaluating, I'm like, oh, I can't get rid of, this. I can't get rid of this. It's like, um, you never seen black books. Well, have, have you have you ever seen black books? No. Um, I think I might have referenced the scene. I think I referenced this scene in my addition to Greg Bedrosian's traveling with watches. But um, there's a scene where they have to pack for vacation, and there's a girl in the group. Her name is Fran, and she just packs shoes. She has like 24 pairs of shoes that she's bringing with her, and they're just like, you can only bring two. <laughs> And she's like, no, 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 those are my dancing mules. No, 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 I need those. What if we're invited to a party on a yacht with drug dealers? Like every shoe she justified keeping because of like one specific scenario. That's what I keep fucking doing, I think, with my watches. When I'm trying to figure <laughs> out like which one, um, which one to sell. So we'll we'll see what happens here. Uh, but let me see here. Ba-ba-ba-ba. Really hope you guys enjoyed this week's show. Also, don't forget, we are on Spotify. I think we forget to bring it up every now and then. um, Because I know some people, I think some people are just like manually going to SoundCloud and finding us and listening that way. Yeah. Or you feel compelled to go and listen like through the website, which is still definitely really cool. But um, we are on Spotify. Go follow us there. You can listen to the show there. It's the same exact fucking thing, except it's probably easier for for you to access it on Spotify. Also, please, um, if you have any additional questions on how our Amazon affiliate links work, let me know what's up, but it's a really great option for supporting the show without really spending any extra money. Basically, it's just you doing your normal Amazon shopping and then um, Amazon sends us basically like a kickback fee, like a finder's fee for they think we got you to, you know, the Amazon site. So that's a great way to support the show and just not having to do anything out of what you normally do because fucking I think everyone... Dude, everyone shops on Amazon. Do you think anyone's like anti Amazon shopping? Yes. Really?
1: Especially here. Oh people try to boycott.
0: Well, I guess that's different. And you're cause you're you're in the Pacific <laughs> Northwest. You know? Yeah. So uh, let me see. Is that Did I forget anything? No, I think we got it all.
1: Good philosophical discussion. I like it.
0: Yeah. Let's see what I fucking do with this collection. i just throw it out. Maybe, maybe that's the easiest, just throw them all out. What do you think? Yeah, I know, just <laughs> trash can fire. <laughs> now now, Kaz, we're getting a little we're getting a little insane here. <laughs> <laughs> Alright. You can you can do it. I think it's that uh, well hold on, before we go, every time I wear the big zero, I wanna make sure I, I wind it so you guys can hear it. Can you hear it? I like that. How cool is that? That's a, a good This sound. is the closest we'll ever get to orological ASMR. So if you were waiting for the point in time for you guys to touch yourselves, it's now. Alright.
1: NSFW. NSFW. <laughs>
0: yeah, this is the hate mail episode. This is this is the NSFW and hate mail episode. Which I am A <laughs> okay with. But alright, is it uh Is it that time? Is it that sad, sad time? I'll say goodbye. Okay, we start, I'll jump in. Thanks for listening, guys. My name is Mike. And this is Kaz. You have been listening to Two Book Watch stops. Later.